Hey everybody, welcome to Classic Cinema Talk. This is episode number three. In today's episode, uh, we go long. I'm gonna I'm gonna warn you right now. Cash it does is, a dissertation. It is a uh, it is a full two hours, and uh, so as, as you can imagine, we uh, we cover quite a bit. Okay, he goes um, into detail. We, we go we we pretty much went scene for scene. scene. We went through the entire like, movie. So Cash even went it, into yeah, like it, uh, what color her dress was. So it, it's two hours. So we almost did the movie in real time. Uh, <laughs> We had uh, one technical difficulty, which will be solved in future shows, but uh, you will hear some sirens, uh, a car doing some donuts, I believe, because uh, <laughs> um, it, it, it happened while we were talking, and it was kind of faint, but it, whatever. It, it, you'll like hear some of that. People knew that we were recording, and they were yeah. like, let's go ahead and just mess with their systems. A uh, portion of today's podcast is brought to you by CNC Productions. Uh, so, uh, uh, certain things like, uh, a future podcast that's coming out. And, uh, like I said, part of this podcast, uh, is, is what CNC is doing these days. And, uh, there's, uh, hopefully some more coming. So, uh, there it is. And, uh, without further ado, let's hear that snazzy intro. Recorded before a live studio audience. Uh, live studio audience. So, can I see how i even a real word? Mama said the almanac don't lie. <laughs> don't know. Snazzy intro. Snazzy intro. Snazzy intro. All right, and welcome to the uh, third episode of Classic Cinema Talk. Mm-hmm. Last time we did uh, Psycho, which was Darren's pick, and uh, this week we are doing Chinatown, which was my first pick when we had this whole idea, um, and. Uh, before all that, we have a guest. Um, it was uh, kind of uh, all of a sudden. Um, we, uh, when I went to watch this the other night, yeah, um, I was about to rent it when our guest today uh, <laughs> said, "No, no, no, man! What are you doing? I got you." So he had the DVD, and uh, when he brought it over to view it with me. Uh, I mentioned one fact, and then he went on for about ten minutes, uh, <laughs> citing a bunch of other facts. Uh, so, and he spoke so eloquently and affluently about this film that I thought uh, he definitely would. Uh, yeah, bring him on the show. Exactly. So, uh, our guest today is James Moreau. Hello, and mm-hmm. thank you for that uh, lovely introduction. Uh, spoke eloquently and affluently. Mm. Yes, that's, I, I hope that's I that, use those correctly. That's please. that theater training. Mm, well, well hey, you know what? We can go back and spell check and do all the grammar <laughs> editing in post, right, Darren? Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. Fix it in post. Cool. Um, yeah, no, uh, this is one of my favorite movies. Uh, I was just telling uh, Darren, as you probably overheard in the pregame conversation, um, yeah, this, uh, to me, this is a, a masterpiece of American cinema, definitely of the uh, classic uh, 70s American uh, cinema kind of gold so. rush or whatever. Um, and I was also telling Darren that this is my favorite Nicholson movie. Yeah, I could easily see why. Um, okay, so before we jump into the movie itself, yes, uh, as we did with Psycho, uh, we, uh, we kind of ask why. So since this was my pick, uh, the reason why it was my pick, and for the first one, and the reason why it came, it jumped uh, 
uh, straight to my head as soon as you mentioned this movie club, this classic movie club idea. Um, and when uh, a couple years ago, when Carrie and I were doing uh, classic Tuesday or Tuesday classic movie nights at the Fox Theater here in Redlands, uh, Chinatown, I think, was the second one that we showed. It was the first one I wanted to, but we uh, were kind of late and we showed uh, Double Indemnity, I believe, oh. uh, nice. for our first one. Good flick, good flick. Um, but uh, again, as with Psycho, uh, I I I feel like I was I was I was younger than I should have been to when I saw this one, and uh, uh, you need more you need more and, life experience. And, and actually, so uh, much with James, um, I saw a movie called The Two Jakes, which is the sequel to this. Um, oh, yeah. by the look in your eye, did, did you not know? I did not know that. And the script was written by the same guy who wrote Chinatown. Nice. Yes, I, I was unaware. Robert Town. So, uh, to give you, nice. so my favorite line from the two Jakes uh, is a, a, a girl comes into his office and uh, they start to um, interact with one another on an intimate level. Smoochy, and, smoochy, kissy, kissy. And, and she's getting a little aggressive. And he, he tells her, back off. You know? <laughs> and, uh, and she like keeps coming at him. He's like, back on. And he... Uh, so finally he pushes her away and he tells her get down on all fours put your ass in the air and don't move until I tell you um, it's a much different uh, <laughs> sure. take but that's the movie that I saw first and then uh, very quickly found out and it was probably a family member that was like you idiot that's that's a sequel like you know uh so then I, I sought out um, Chinatown, and as soon as I watched it, it was like my favorite type or style of story, whether it be to read or to watch, uh, whether on film, TV, or play, is uh, something to do with like a mystery. You know, if there's like a mystery involved or detectives involved. Uh, and especially if it's you know meddling in, kids, a dog, and a mystery <laughs> machine. Oh, you, you know, would have gotten away can, with it too. You can just count me in, you know, for that. There's so much going on and being revealed in a uh, in a way that wasn't you couldn't see it coming. Hmm. You know, yeah. on, on first viewing, like the first time you see it, you know, it's like uh, something newer would be like the usual suspects. Yeah. You know, anybody that says, ah, I knew it was him the whole time. Like, They're yeah. full of crap. Yeah. You know, the first time you mm -hmm. see it, no. Mm -hmm. You heard something or saying, you know, come on. Yeah, somebody leaked it. Yeah. There was something about, like, actors and movies and stuff that I was already drawn to. And, and that's a good era to be. And, and seeing Nicholson. Drawn into it. Seeing Nicholson play it so realistically, like, you know. <laughs> Like not the only way he can. Well, yeah, but also like, as you as you watch the movie and you and you see and I like I wasn't processing all this at that age, but you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking back, you just like the whole detective aspect yeah, of it. Yeah. yeah, but looking back, these are the things that were triggering it too. You know, is like it was so real and relatable, and he was like he was kind of part of the audience. Yeah, that that's is just that how is, they wanted to film. That is just like, like uncovering stuff circumstantially like mm. hey go over here you know and it's almost like you know he just 
uh, if it was a video game, he would be just driving to where the arrow says, and then the <laughs> shit just happens to him. You uh, know what I mean? I mean, like, there is a video game, uh, L.A. Noir. Yeah, yeah, exactly. One of my one of my favorite and, games, actually. And at, like, but at every turn, it's like he's just having like a fire hose of exposition like shot at him <laughs> <and> clues. <laughs> right. Like he's just like literally stumbling into like information. Um, it's like yeah, people volunteer information to yeah. him. Now yeah. like, I don't even think that he even wanted to go into the whole family history. You know, well, yeah. no, not at, yeah, not at all. <laughs> no, yeah. And, and I mean, and even like I still like uh, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and like one of them is, uh, every, and it's a it's a daily podcast uh, called Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. <laughs> it's like a thirty minute Sounds show. Good. Get somebody else's podcast, but. Yeah. I actually no. I actually I am interested in, well, yeah. <laughs> in like listening to this one. But yeah, like and but in all of those, like what I was getting at too is like, and those are radio shows, so you know. You oh have yeah, to bring oh yeah, classic radio shows, which, which you, I do enjoy. You have, to, you have to tell the clues, but even in like, you watch like with sound effects and everything. A bunch that of they movies, had. and especially ones that were done in the seventies. If you're doing a detective uh, story, inevitably there's like uh, you know one or two scenes where. The detective is like, "Oh, if she did that, then this and this." I mean, well, hence and that, the reason of a voiceover, right? But the like, monologues. Not once did uh, you know? Uh, did did they have Nicholson's character? Like Plansky never had Nicholson's no, I character. I mean, we could talk about that like like later on if well, you want, because there's well, a reason okay, well, for that. But the, okay, so all of that is to say, this is why I chose, you know, the movie. Um, so the, is, the whole first it, fifteen minutes of this is just. Why you chose? Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. You know, it's, it's, uh, it is what it is. That was a rather short and to the point explanation for you, my friend. <laughs> yeah, no, for right. me. For, yes, for, for those of you who don't know Cash, that actually was. Yeah, I'm surprised it came in at 15 minutes. Wow. <laughs> wow, wow. You, you're doing better. You're yeah, doing better. Much better. Well, oh, oh, how did this, since you are our first guest? Yes, sir. Usually, uh, usually we, had, we had set it up where the format would be the guest would usually uh, pick the movie. But oh. you're here because it seemed like so. And this this might have been one of your. Yeah, you yeah, have expressed serendipitous. it. Serendipitous. So. Yeah. Um, um, I. Definitely one of my favorite movies, if I had to m- make a ranking, like a top ten or whatever, it'd be on the list, rather close to the top. Um, sometimes I might even put it at the top, depends on kind of like the frame of mind I'm in when I make a list of movies, because I also, my another favorite movie of mine is Rushmore, I like Harold and Maude, and then, you know, Empire Strikes Back, so there's a lot of stuff that would that could easily jockey for pole position, mm-hmm. but... Chinatown, um, just uh, I think the first time I saw it, I, I must have, you know, like you, I saw the two Jakes first and then through some, you know, uh, some digging and researching and a few twists and turns aside, you know, eventually came yeah. upon Chinatown, yeah. saw it on VHS. I was probably about maybe 20 at the time. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't see Chinatown until I was 20. Mm. And, oh, okay. um, uh, uh, you know, I was still living at my parents' house at the time, and you know they would rent movies at a, a place kind of near their pad, and so yeah. yeah, I rented it and and watched it one afternoon, and it I mean, it it just it blew me away, and and um, I think immediately I was like, oh man, you know, telling all my friends, oh you got to see, I just saw this movie <laughs> Chinatown, you know, it's like yeah, you got to check, yeah, yeah. Um, it's 
you know, like I mentioned earlier, it's my favorite Nicholson movie, and I, the 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 way the story unfolds, and the way it's a um, it's a private eye movie, but not a traditional private eye movie by any means. Yeah. Um, a lot of the kind of uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Cliches, tropes. trapping, yeah, yeah. tropes. Yeah. Mm. Excellent choice of word. Yeah, it is. Uh, a lot a, of the tropes that's a twenty dollar uh, word, man. Uh, a lot of the tropes of uh, private eye movies are, you know, inverted. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, just yeah, just I mean, uh, I would to anybody who hasn't seen it, I would highly recommend it. it. So if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't seen Chinatown, please do go watch it at your earliest possible convenience. Well, I, I, and if you favorite. have seen it, watch it again because yeah. it's huh. one of the. I think it's too. It's one of those movies that I never get tired of. Hmm. But also, I think it re- there's stuff revealed or reemphasized things that you relearn or whatever yeah with each viewing there's always something yeah and then catch. that plus it, i mean it stands the test of time i mean it is relevant today I oh mean, absolutely I mean, besides the whole family issue just the water issue of california yeah. oh. that, like even to um, this and day, the idea of relevant. power more universal yeah, yeah. well yeah. It, 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 i want to touch on that too if you have not seen chinatown i mean number one if you're listening to this, you've probably listened to the Psycho one, so you know we're going to spoil the shit out of it. I mean, we're going right. to go into detail. And I think gonna, that's kind but, of generally the yeah, that's this, the point this, of the podcast. This is the point of this podcast. <laughs> so if you haven't, I, I highly urge you to pause it right now. I think on Hulu you can watch it for free, actually. Um, uh, well, I guess I mean, you're, I, you're paying I, for Hulu. I have, you know. I have my methods. Um, but uh, <laughs> but I, would, I would definitely say watch it because – First of all, you'll come back to this saying thank you, thank you, uh, and um, and yeah, and if you did, uh, let's buckle up and let's talk about this. Uh, you kind of forget, like, because we live in a world where just about every movie, like, something happens right off the bat. Mm. We forget that there used to be like opening <laughs> credits and like a musical score that just goes along with just credits nothing else is happening yeah that's what yeah. just the names it, of these people the end credits is and like just, short and, and like and, and a way to like kind of set up you know which what I was going to say is like you know it's a, it's a whole different style of, of of movie making in that like you know you, you go to see a movie now as soon as you sit down it goes dark something's happened catch up catch up yeah you know, we're, 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 we're in it I like the opening credits of Chinatown a lot, um, for the reasons you mentioned. But just the um, it the the whole sepia toned, mm-hmm. you know, it just says the name of the movie. There's no, there's nothing like you said. It's like a, it's like a, it looks like somebody's like business card or you know what I mean. It's Ooh, it's and a and it just harkens back to that era that's, in in which Chinatown is set, what, like thirties movies. Noticed. Yeah, right right off the when I first saw the movie, right off the bat, I was like, Okay, this movie was made in the seventies. Seventy four, I wanted to like, Yeah, that's when it came it. out, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so and it takes place in the thirties. And the right off the bat I was like, Oh, this is a thirties movie. Like the way that the director has it with the score and with the, the opening title sequence, it's a straight thirties well, movie. Isn't the um is there is there uh, I wish we had it up right now, but isn't there the title uh, card? When the when the names are coming up, it's either like long shadows, or uh, lines. Are there lines through it's it? It's shadows. 
I want to, okay. That's what I remember. I, I was going to say. Because I know Quentin Tarantino uses that, uses that style a lot also. Um, and it's because, it, like, well, whatever it is that, that they're doing with the sepia and with that, it, like, it instantly takes you back to, like, you know, like you said, like it, like to the thirties, to the age, you know, uh, the, that oh, they uh, want you to be uh, in, you know, was, yeah, like, uh, it's genius, but also the director to do that. Also, it's like you're, um, when you're, when you're seeing shadows too, it's, it, you know, it, it gives you the sense that you're like, that's where, that's where you are is in the shadows kind of watching something or going back to the lines. It looks like you're, 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 you're looking through like something and, and that's another reason why this film like wasn't a, a traditional film noir without the voiceover because the director wanted the audience to be revealed as the same time as Jack Nicholson did and so um, the the no voiceover was a last-minute decision from what I've read yeah because traditional tri- private eye movies the private eye <clears throat> he's the uh, he's the audience's way into understanding the story and he knows He's uh, omniscient, as it were, as far as the events of the story, because mm. it's usually like he's telling it as it's already because ha- it's already it happened. happened. So yeah, but yeah, Nicholson reading these go- memoirs. Yeah, when he goes along in the story, there's stuff that you, as the viewer, know before he does. Like the 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 whole scene after uh, he initially gets hired to uh, to 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 snoop on. Right, uh, from Hollis. the fake lady. Yeah, from the fake lady. Okay. But when he comes after, you know, and he's at the barbershop and he comes back and mm-hmm. he's, you know, he's, you know, in such a great hurry to tell his uh, associates that, you know, off-color joke. And then, uh, <clears throat> yeah. And then you see the real Mrs. Mulray come out yeah. before he knows. So they're, they're giving you that information before he knows it when it's, that, that that's one of the main, you know, one of the first things that, um, one of the first tropes of the private eye movie that's you know kind of turned on its head well also uh from from the get-go and especially uh going back to that that barber scene and the uh you know he's in the paper uh the the barber even says like oh you're you're darn near a rock star you know mm-hmm. uh people you know uh, the other guy th- that never comes back mm-hmm. i thought we would like he would play some part, you know. Uh, oh, the guy who says fools' names, fools' faces. Yeah, and like, and he almost gets in a fight with yeah, them and stuff. Yeah, but um, you know, um, you get the sense from that, and then even as the the story goes on, uh, but mostly in the beginning, uh, he likes being a detective more than he likes solving crimes. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't like he wants to be just hired to like he even says like uh you know we have people come to me when they're desperate you know that the, his clientele is like almost all uh people that think their spouse is cheating and that's probably and why he left the working chinatown and then they asked him what he do in chinatown like little as possible because it made it seem like he did not even like his job when he was a detective yeah or when like, he was a, well, a, but, a cop but too like <clears throat> um what he's he he did he said that because that's what the district attorney told him, you know, like, <clears throat> because they're in this actual Chinatown neighborhood or whatever, you know, they're, I mean, obviously Chinatown is a, it's an expatriate community yeah. in our country, but if you were in there day to day as a, you know, a non-Chinese person, you wouldn't, you don't understand the yeah. language. You yeah. Don't yeah. So if you try and intercede in a dispute or whatever, or try and solve, like, 
you don't really know what's going on. Yeah. So that's that, and that's what the district attorney told him. So that's what you know. Yeah. It's it's like let like unless it gets real serious, you know, you you know let, let the them. let the locals handle their own you know drama. That's what I got out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Totally makes sense. Well, so, and yeah. especially like at that time, you know, like in the thirties, you know, yeah. being yeah. being at that time in the in the country uh, already has had a. A rocky uh, American and Chinese uh, history uh, dating way back. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, I don't think the railroads were really fun <laughs> the for the yeah. Yeah. Uh, for the Asians well, and the and, Irish. And, and I was even thinking, you know, as as you said that about uh, you know Chinatown in this in this era, uh, it makes me think of um, you know Five Points in the gangs in New York yeah. era. You know, where like he, you know, it was widely known like no 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 cops don't go around there. Like they, they'll handle their own business. Like yeah. as long as it stays right there, that's fine. Yeah. Over there, you know? as long as it doesn't get too yeah. messy, then yeah. We we by by some law have to like pass by every now and again. But let's <laughs> yeah. just like to keep our jobs. Keep keep your eye to the sky. Okay, you really keep, don't get <laughs> off the horse in that neighborhood. It's because he didn't like his name being smeared in the paper. Yeah, you know, and he w- he went to try to find him, you know. Uh, and then he ends up being dead, which, like, he was just in the middle of it. Again, he just, like, stumbled right in the middle of, like, hey, we just got this piece of information. So he went looking for at at uh, at, at Mrs. Mulrave's house, right? Yeah. And yeah. she's like, ah, you know, sometimes during lunch he goes over to this reservoir. Why don't you check there? Yeah. yeah. So he just goes to check there, and, oh, shit, it's a crime scene investigation, <laughs> and they're pulling him out of the fucking... <laughs> of the he channel. Know about yeah, it. Yeah. He was all talking bad about him, like, well, let me talk to him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's another, um, that too is, as you go along in the traditional Private Eye movie, Private Eye knows what he knows, mm-hmm. and then uh, about, you know, the facts of the case that are initially given to him, you know, and he knows about human nature from his own experience, but like, as, you know, Jake Giddis goes along here in Chinatown, he is exposed to, you know, way worse in human nature than he ever could have thought like you know he has that moral code you know of you know you know he would never extort a dime not even from his worst enemy that's where he draws the line he has yeah he has a moral code that he which is nice he lives by but you know he he enters entering a world slowly but surely where that moral code is like quaint Hmm. and, and is just like Oh, really? Yeah. This is what we're doing? This guy's saying, like, you know, all you're doing is, like, you know, basically what he's saying is, like, all you're doing is destroying marriages and you're just, you know, creating unhappiness. No. I'm just letting this person know what this person is doing. doing. You know, I'm not... Because he's been asked, he's been paid. Yeah. You know, it's it's a business transaction. Yeah, why why should this person be left in the dark, you know, if this is what's going on? And he's not saying it's an honest living. Yeah, (laughs) it's it's not, which I agree with. But then, you know, like, yeah, that sounds perfectly rational. And I hate to jump to the end, but, and we'll come right. back to it. But when he goes and sees, you know, that the first guy, you know, the wife opens the door and has a black eye, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, maybe, you know. You know what happened. Yeah. So, like, okay. And, and, and obviously, and you, get the, you get the idea in the beginning. Like, Jake knows that what this guy's capable. He knows this guy enough to know. You know, he's not surprised when he opens the door and she's got a black eye. Yeah, he just looks and is like, well, So why why would you, you know what I mean? You could could be like, uh, you know, maybe just show the picnic, 
and maybe show you know what I mean you don't have to show all of it because you know like you know especially like they show a picture like this girl's like bent over you know taking it from the back in the middle of a park well not in the middle of a park but you know what I mean like an outdoor like that's going to like you know so it's like yeah there's a certain vulgarity about Mm. human nature that is kind of displayed like right off the bat and then you go to the conversation he's having you know he's with Curly in the office and those are the pictures that Curly sees but then you come out you know they're real animalistic you know they're doing it in the park or whatever and and then you cut to this you know this really stylish you know um you know office you know Jake is very urbane and suave and and very confident and cool and in control and it's oh, you know he's got the pimpest suit in the room yeah i mean and every <laughs> every suit is more pimp than the last i mean i i would if I would dress like that every day if I could Dude, afford that, it. And I, I love like the and the thing that I was noticing too, you know, just because fashions change or whatever. But uh, every suit had the the thing in the back that like like pulled it like almost to like fit, you know, oh, so yeah, you yeah. Like, stretch. You know, it's well, but it, it you know so like when you're looking at it from to, like, the front, or it's not like it's not like a perfect like straight cylinder coming down. Mm-hmm. It's like it gets tapered. Yeah. Around, and, you know, it just it looks like perfect. He, he, he paid yeah. you know? for it. Like he and, paid top dollar. And and it's funny. What I love too is like you know, and you get the sense because you see everybody else. Like this is just what they wore in the '30s. If it was the '30s, you're putting on a suit to go out. If you're going out the door, you're in a suit. And like people are shooting at him. He has to jump in the water. And he like you ruin that suit. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But like that's just what he's wearing. So and, like and you missing know. a shoe like the. The person I died is missing the shoe. Yeah. yeah, you start with those pictures, and then you all of a sudden you're ushered in very quickly to that, you know, to Jake's world, and it's you know it's Los Angeles in the '30s. It's you know, you know, Tinseltown is you know very close. It's a very, um, it's a very fashionable. It's very glitzy. Mm-hmm. And I would say, t- 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 in to t- t- my point of view, like. It looks a lot nicer than LA does today. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, definitely. yeah. They kept it clean. Yeah. Well, it, it was it, it was only dirty and secret. Yeah. And and it's funny. Because and that's always the best way. <laughs> there are little moments of foreshadowing in the movie, and the the pictures are like, are like the first kind of, uh, the the first little glimpse, like, you know, starts off like you know, like we said, with the pictures of them, you know, doing it like while they're having a little picnic, and then you you go back to this like really nice world or whatever, but yeah, you're, you're going to be seeing something crazy. And that, that those pictures are like the first uh, signal of that. And there's other moments that are, pay, they're paid off in the end of the movie, but there are certain things like that, that are foreshadowed. The yeah. They're little things that foreshadowed, like, you know, so I apologize for all of that. Uh, kind of apropos uh, for the, uh, the uh, podcast uh, that we're. I'm not gonna, yeah, I'm not going to explain the the details to why we're in the situation. <laughs> However, uh, next time the problem will be solved. Yeah. So bear with us. I apologize. Yeah, now a new studio is coming soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and remember, you can always support the show, uh, <laughs> and, uh, even on a one-time basis. Uh, you can contact us uh, through. Um, Either the email classiccinematalk.com yeah. or uh, uh, classiccinematalk.com or classiccinematalk.com. Your generous donations will yeah. always be accepted. 
Thank you. Couldn't have said it better. I'm gonna have like a uh, like a classic '30s newsreel going on during this part. Oh yeah, yeah. Dateline, Redlands, 2018. Okay, so, uh, but yes, uh, we see these vulgar pictures. Fairly short scene, you know, following my husband and like, you know. Yeah, uh, that's typical. Yeah, and and, um, and then we get to see uh, a little bit as he goes over to the courthouse um, to, to start, you know, following Mulgrave. <laughs> and that scene where it's like the 30s, but like it was so 70s. <laughs> like, like, meaning, meaning, just like, just the way things were shot, like at oh, that time. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That where, um, you know, it's, and I'm talking about the scene where in the courthouse and they bring the all the goats in or sheep, sheep in, uh, and uh, I think they're sheep, but I could be wrong. I, I believe they're sheep too, and it, it's just funny because, like, how'd you get that far? Like, how'd you get, like, up the steps, like, down the hall, like, to those doors even? Like, you would have... Like, we don't need to see that part. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, how, how did you back up the trailer to the... To well, the, maybe like... maybe that could be a prequel to Chinatown, kind of, you know, from the, the you know, the yeah. sheep herders' point of view. For, like, before there was Chinatown, there was downtown. City Hall, to be exact. Like, night court. It's just the weird things that go on in court. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like this man. But, 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 you know, there's there's a, that certain color where, it, you know, it's like a little richer. Like nowadays, it seems like they tone everything down. down so yeah, everything has pretty. like a realistic well, look. That, you know? that film that they used back then, like there's some. The film like, stock. Yeah. The film, it just, the, the photography is just so beautiful. And that's, mm. you know, that's. Uh, that's how they, were, that's how they yeah, filmed it. Yeah. And that's 70s. another, <clears throat> another point in Chinatown's favor. I mean. You know, story, you know, character, actors, driven, paramount. And then, but yeah, like it's beautifully shot. I mean, it's just a gorgeous movie to look at. I've never seen, <clears throat> I've never seen a print of it. I would love to see a print of it. I, I, th I think I, I, I like watching movies any way I can, but I think for especially old movies like that, the, the ones that were shot on film stock, mm -hmm. like if you get it's a chance, probably the way to see it. Yeah. yeah. Cause I, I went and saw, 2001 recently Ooh, nice, a nice, print nice. and yeah yeah and you, I, and i've then, done that yeah and it's gorgeous and i want to see chinatown like that as well but that that courthouse scene though in chinatown like yeah it's all kind of it's <clears throat> you, you know it seems glam. like a media circus you know like it's mm. all like let's see glamour fun hollywood glam, yeah the glam and then <clears throat> then it, i don't want to say it changes tone but that's kind of I guess i would say like maybe the end of the first act of the movie I mean, I don't know. When, when when they started revealing more of the family, yeah. Well, as and the, well, as soon as yeah. you know, Mrs. Mulray, the real Mrs. Mrs. Mulray, played by yeah, Faye Dunaway, Faye Dunaway. Where yeah. like, yeah, if she would have came in in the beginning to hire him, he'd be like, "Ain't nobody cheating on you, yeah. right? Yeah, <laughs> ain't nobody cheating on that. Yeah, yeah especially this guy. Like, yeah, <laughs> this guy'd be lucky. Uh, um, yeah, Faye Dunaway looking absolutely perfect. Looking yeah. like Faye Dunaway. But yeah, so and it, it's just because I think too, like the when the fake mrs mulray comes in and he just you know he finds the dude you know finds the dude with you know some strange young lady mm, yeah um, yeah yeah which we will her identity we will spoil at the end of the podcast right but um uh i'll spoil but, it now yeah no no but let us work up to it bro yeah, hey let's we'll foreplay bro foreplay oh, uh, just um, like the movie oh um, you don't let it simmer yeah, yeah. No, but um, you know, I mean, just... even though by this time we've already warned you, the audience will have seen it. Hopefully, you all have seen it. 
Oh, anyway, but yeah, the the ease with which he just like yeah, like that's all part of his like his, you know, as he says, it's his meta, and that's mm. all just part like uh I follow a guy, yeah, I usually cap, catch him with his chippy, I take photographs, you know, yeah, that, end and of story, that's, and that's really turns all, into a media circus again. Yeah, that's and that's really all he's doing. You yeah. know, he just goes, he goes to City Hall to like get him. And then and then proceeds to follow him like everywhere he's going. Yeah. Like the first time when he follows him to the beach and he's like, I can't wait for this motherfucker. Like, come on. So he puts like a watch, you know. Yeah. Puts the stopwatch under the tire. Yeah. yeah. And then you get to and then Smart. and then and then it pays off because you get to see, you know. What time? The, yeah. Uh, 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 later on, um, there, you know, he wants to follow her, and so like, we see him. Uh, you know run out of the house real quick and break a tail light like, yeah. you know like what the oh so it's easier to follow you know yeah. uh and and just those like little inside things you know are kind of uh i like it, the fact that he's like that he's flawed he's human um he gets beat up like he gets his nose like cut open and you know it shows that he's still a man like he's not yeah. well, and, know, and in a way that's not heroic at all like in the usual private eye movies like Guy might get roughed. The 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 detective might get roughed up. He might get you know punched in the gut or <clears throat> yeah, punched right. in the face. But the whole or knocked out the 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 slashing of the nose thing. That's kind of that's really monstrous. And it like well, yeah, he, he goes through most of the rest of the movie with that thing on his bandage nose, yeah. on his face, which is like Humphrey Bogart would never do that. You know yeah, what I mean? It's, like it's that, either it's either a bandage or even when he gets it off, like the scar and the stitches. Yeah, stitches just, yeah. Anytime they show that side, like profile or straight on, like that's all you're looking yeah, at. You know, that's it is it takes it, yeah, all the focus. I do like that part too. It shows that he's he's human. We're kind of back to the uh, uh, barbershop scene. I think we we made it to this scene that we kept referencing uh, before. And, uh, you know, he goes in, he's just trying to get a shave, and they're looking at the paper. Then the guy, like, two, two chairs down, like, you know, starts kind of bad-mouthing his uh, career choices. Baby, uh, straight up barbershop talk. Yeah. And, uh, you know, somebody gets so enraged that he gets out of the chair and, like, tries to, you know. Yeah, and he, that guy's a, a loan officer at the First National Bank. Bank. Yeah. That's right. He's like, yeah. how many He's houses like, did you foreclose yeah, on? Yeah, so, and there's, and it, again, clearly kind of displaying, yeah, that, you know, Jake's in kind of a dirty business in that he knows, he, he, he digs into people's dirty laundry, but, like, He's, you know, he has a moral code. It's not like he relishes in it, you know. He's like, you know, and he's he's not gonna throw somebody's family out, like mm. like apparently this the like this guy probably did, seeing as it's the '30s and it's the middle of the depression. But, yeah. Right. But yeah, that that scene with the the barbershop is, uh, um, I almost I, I'm glad that he didn't, you know, it doesn't in, get into fisticuffs, because I think that would probably be like a little too much. Yeah, too soon. Well, and and but see and and uh, but I think like even the way in which uh, Jake gets so upset, jumping out of his chair and jumping to the defensive, he knows that you know like he's going it, guilty. Yeah, he, yeah, he knows it's not a it's not a black and white thing. It's not like one hundred percent honest, like what he's doing. You know, no, it's there, and they, it's it's digging. Uh, human nature is is it, not that at all. Yeah, and and it, Gray area. it it kind of it kind of bothers him, but it's it's over so quickly because as soon as he like you know 
He's like, oh, come on, come on. Let me tell you this joke. Let me tell you this joke, you know. So this guy's tired of screwing his wife. This guy's tired of screwing <laughs> his wife. And it's like, but even that, he he tells the joke that obviously Jake loves because he can't wait to tell it when he, get, when he yeah, gets when back, back to the, the office. office. That's all he can think about. He, he's completely over somebody being upset with him or even having that twinge of guilt about what he's doing, you know. He, he, he instantly forgot all of that. Can't wait to tell this joke, which is like uh, it perfectly feeds in to what was bothering him in the first place. Like it feeds in the, the whole joke is that obviously this guy's wife has been with a bunch of Chinese guys. Yeah, yeah. or that to, one Chinese guy. To know that, yeah, to know that he's screwing like a Chinese guy, you know. Well, uh, and and kind of shows you like, yeah, a little bit under the the exterior of the front that Jake likes to put up. You know, he has to, you know, part of his, you know, professional image is, you know, presenting himself mm-hmm. well and being, you know, suave and... Yeah, that's and, why you try to get the, his secretary to leave when he's about yeah, to talk to her. Yeah, and he uses the word, you know, uses words like meta, and he's very, you know, polite and stuff like that. Yeah, and he tries not to use, you know, vulgar, vulgar, vulgar words yeah. like like broad was a vulgar word back then. You know, he apologizes for using that in conversation, but the damn table, yeah, that joke, that's a, a signal that yeah, he's you know, you know, he's he's got that just like everybody else. You know, yeah. like. Well, and it's interesting, too, that, it, like, he's probably been going to this barber forever, including when he was working in Chinatown. Yeah, and, yeah. and to know that he could tell him a joke involving a Chinaman is, like, the joke he get. Yeah. That, That's the joke the, bar, the barber needed to pull out right then in order to get him back in the chair, you know. Uh, something about sex and a Chinese man. Bam, got it. <laughs> this will get him. This will get him. It's filing through his mental, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, here's the one. Here's the one. I got to defuse this situation. You know, they're looking in the paper. The guy, like, is also looking at the paper, says, like, you know, you disgust me, this and that. Your, your, your job sucks. Your job sucks, blah, blah, blah. He never once is like, how'd that get in the paper? Yeah, that like I was, who, was questioning that too. Who like he who never he never asked that until the guys like I think until after they find uh, Mulgrave dead. You know what I mean? He never really uh, wonders how it got in the paper. Like who who told you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and maybe yeah, that's because that he he figured it was because they, they wanted to get this guy you know uh, high profile. I yeah, mean, yeah. You know, one the guy's one like way or another. But, you know, he, he figured out he got set up. I mean, he definitely knows that once she she's like, I am Mrs. Mulray, you know. I didn't hire you. Right. Hmm. And, um, oh, uh, so uh, right before we watched this, uh, because James had the DVD, as, like right before we watched this, we I watched the trailer. Hmm. Jesus Christ, if they don't, like the trailer. I is, did see the trailer. Is all the scenes, like all this like they this one everything like this one they they straight they straight showed her and she was like uh have we ever met and he's like no well then i couldn't very well have hired you to follow my husband could i and I then mean, they cut to another scene that, that all of that all of that is in the trailer like you know i mean that granted people in. granted it's the beginning of the movie but like and it's not even the biggest twist in the story well yeah it's not but i mean if you had gone to the theater whatever, I don't know but. if I would have gone to the theater if I hadn't have seen if I hadn't seen that in the trailer because I would have been like oh shit 
I gotta see this now because I gotta see what happens. But if they would have revealed the the family secret, then I would then that's total spoil. That, right, that, that right. would just ruin the, the whole entire experience of the movie. Once we meet Mrs. Mulgrave and we've seen the other girl, now there is like definitely questions already, right? There's there's already like oh, and Jake the, has tons of questions. Yeah, yeah right. there, there, there's Jake already the audience. Like yeah, we all know, have questions. So now he goes back to find to try to find um, Mulgrave again. Uh, uh, and so he goes to his office, which he's not there, right? Yeah. Um, and but he talks to uh, Higgins, the guy across the hall. Um, <laughs> Higgins is his name in Magnum P.I. The oh, yeah. actor oh, yeah. John oh, Hillerman, oh, yeah. Yeah. his character in Chinatown is Ross Yelburton. Yelburton. Uh, so he may be referred to by cash from here on out as Higgins. <laughs> Just don't don't let that confuse you. Um, you can refer to the credits on IMDb and Magnum PI if you want to cross reference and no. confirm what I'm saying. But it's Higgins. Yeah, see, Cash is going to refer to him as Higgins matter, from now Higgins. on. Um, it, um, which uh, right off the bat, you know, um, he seems shady. One of their biggest problems was the drought, and here is like, I mean, like what it was looked like just you know uh, tons of fresh clean water uh, being just wasted you know just dumped out and um, and he said something about it and uh, the response was you know there was this one property that uh, you know there we irrigate it and you know, they were borrowing some water so we irrigated it and yeah because there's, the, there's the, a little runoff yeah there's, they're irrigating there's always, always going to be a little runoff there's always going to be a little run they're irrigating the orange groves in the valley right. and the valley's not incorporated into the city at that time yeah and naturally when you you know divert water there's a little runoff there's a little runoff there's just a little but this was not a that little was a, yeah, yeah. And, yeah exactly and there's the like audience. a whole neighborhoods worth of water yeah. just being <laughs> yeah. dumped and and it's like Shady. it's the way he said it. Yeah, it's the way he said it. Like you're like, yeah, I don't trust this, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, like he rehearsed. Like he probably he sat so... in his bathroom mirror that morning, like rehearsing that story. Yeah. Cause... Well, and all all he really needed to complete the whole look was, was oily. What, no, was like a mustache that like a curly curled mustache. at the end, and maybe a monocle. Yeah, possibly, <laughs> possibly. So he goes to the house uh, to try to to try to catch uh, Mr. Mulgray there. And uh, we we get what is probably it's up there, if not my favorite clue. He's kind of just walking around checking shit out, and he goes by this pond and just sees something shimmering. I think the first time I saw it, I thought it was a ring. Yeah, same here. Um, and it, you, the you ring know, of power. And because you also don't quite know what size, you know, what whatever you're looking at, like how big or how small yeah, relative to what's around it. Shiny. Yeah. But like it's a clue, and like and the gardener it just, too. It just gives yeah, you gardening. like yeah. he's just about to get it, and then and then uh, Miss Mulrave comes out. If this were to happen in real life, life just goes on, and you just you forget <laughs> yeah. about whatever that it, is. It, well, it, and then yeah. and right before that moment too, when he's he when he first goes out into the backyard and the the gardeners at the pond, and he notices Jake there, and he says, you know. Uh, what no, sounds bad, like bad, bad for the glass, uh, like but it's, a yeah, conversation. and it seems like a throwaway line, but yeah, paid off, yeah, brilliantly yeah. at the end of the story. Yeah, bad for the glass. Bad yeah, for the glass. and then the then Mrs. Mulray, you know, like she distracts Jake and us 
with her entrance. So uh, it's, uh, we're not. I'm not seeing you no more. Yeah. Yeah. yeah not yeah. Oh, all of she, a sudden. Yeah. She yeah, comes. Right, yeah. Right, she right, comes right. out and basically. Change yeah. Oh no! no yeah. Yeah. Not suing you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well. Yeah. Then I'd like to. Time. I'd still like to talk to your husband. What do you need to do that for? Yeah. It's just like. <laughs> It's like guilty. I'm not guilty. What do you mean? I'm, well, not, I'm, not, I'm guilty not. I have anything? nothing to hide. I have no idea yeah, what you're talking yeah. about. I just I don't uh, want to dig into it any further. What? Yeah, what? He's not dead. You know, you said that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she's a <laughs> shitty liar. Yeah, yeah. Basically. There's like, yeah, that you you just you don't know, uh, you know, you don't know how to take her. You just know you can't believe whatever the fuck she's and, trying to tell you. And that is a hey. uh, classic. Uh, that part is definitely a classic. Uh, Oh, detective story trope. Yeah, the the femme fatale, like, mm. oh yeah, she just she everything she gets just says gets just gets more and more shady as the movie goes on. Yeah, and which in this case, like, and she's you know, heightened a and lot. The, the family secret, the family trauma, like, is yeah. really kind of like, you know, what motivates her to kind of not reveal everything. And then, yeah. the closer he gets, the more guarded yeah. she, gets she gets and nervous oh, by yeah. revealing oh, secrets. Uh, you know, she's about to have lunch or whatever. Uh, sits, you know, sits down. She was been writing all day. <laughs> sure. Bareback. Sure. Oh, yeah. Bareback. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah that takes a lot out of him. She just sends him to this reservoir and it's like, you know, as soon as he gets there, it's just he's right in the middle of just an exposition bonfire, you know, like it just it, gets a little deeper and a little further it, out that shot they show when he's, he's like, yeah, he, you know, uh, Jake tells Lieutenant Escobar, you know, like, yeah, I'm looking for uh, Hollis Mulray. Uh, you seen him? And Escobar's like, yeah, oh, I seen <laughs> him. Yeah, yeah, but man. yeah, you won't I be able to get time. much out of him. He said, he says, he says, uh, yeah, I want to ask him a few questions. Yeah, he's he's like, like, oh, you can try. You can try. And that exactly shot that they show of them, they got the rope around Mulray's body and they're yeah, pulling him up rock. through that channel. Like, yeah. and the music and everything and the the expression on his face and the way his body's all stiff. Like, it doesn't look, you, you're not, you know, I think you're very, very strongly, it's suggested to you as the viewer, like, that. It's not cool. Like it's not like you know. It wasn't it's like that. Doesn't look like an accident. You know. Yeah, well, and yeah, he didn't go peacefully. Yeah, yeah he he, was, he, there was yeah. They, he definitely uh, died a violent death. And that that's another thing is they when they tell her, right, that they found her husband dead. Yeah, there's like no emotion. Yeah, it's it, you, you know, it's very. It's like she was waiting for that. Yeah, they, it just they, more questions and more questions. Well, which I mean, isn't that a MacGuffin where we think now that she has something to do with the death right. as an audience member? Yeah, is that when we were like, hmm, she probably got something to do with the death. But uh, as with most detective tropes, Jake's the last one to to ever think that she could be, you know anything less than the femme fatale you know the yeah. the, the damsel, damsel in distress, distress. yes yes <laughs> meets the uh the coroner uh who they have a past we find out they have a past as well and um he says hey what are you doing here i just want to see who died this week <laughs> what yeah <laughs> That's and, then, you, and then that's what you do. And then, yeah, oh, lo and behold, let's pull out this guy <laughs> and this particular bum just happened to die uh, drowning on salt water in the L.A. River. Well, no, no, not salt. Oh, oh. He just says we got water out of him because he drowns in the riverbed. Okay. Right. So, but. Oh, no, I, I thought they said. Yeah, because. No, they, eventually oh, they reveal oh, salt water. Yeah, they didn't say salt water. He, you're right. <clears throat> I'm sorry. He said we, we pumped. Uh, 
uh, we got water out of him. Yeah, we got water out of him. That's what it was. Jake can't believe that he died because it's at the bottom of the riverbed where he's like living under the bridge. Yeah. Right. Yes. <clears throat> and he had been he had been down there earlier when he was following Mulray, and you know, in the yeah. middle of the drought in L.A. And then and that spurns him to go uh, to the L.A. River, and he meets uh, um, uh, the kid, kid on the horse. The that kid he had on the seen horse earlier. That he had seen earlier, and that then he Mulgrave, saw Mulray was talking to him. Exactly. Yeah, there's a flyer on the car about the drought, and it's and literally he just came from like gallons well, and, and gallons of water, and he's like, yeah crumbles it and tosses well, it over it's, it's the flyer about the bond measure and the the whole thing why the water's important you know at the beginning of the yeah, movie when yeah. he follows Mulray to With that the sheep yeah the they're <clears throat> they're at a um it's at a it's they people somebody wants to build a dam yeah eventually you find out who wants that dam built you know and he they want to he says a uh, you know uh a dirt bank terminus dam with slopes two to one. And, you know, he had been, he had been convinced to build that type of dam before, but you know, they refer to it as the, the Vanderlip disaster where the dam busted or whatever. And a bunch of people died. Yeah. And they want to, because of, they want to, you know, stave off future droughts. At least that's the pretense. And then later you find out why they want (laughs) that excuse. Yeah. And so, and it's then that the water is so important because of that dam project. Yeah. And that flyer that he sees on the car is uh, is because uh, there's a bond. So they're like, you know, they want to vote there's in a damn bond. bond. Yeah, that damn bond for the dam um, that they want to they want people to vote on. So the money will get you know taxed, and then they'll they'll have the money for the dam. But <clears throat> Mulray won't build it because he's uh, an engineer for the department. He's the chief engineer for the Department of right. Water and Power. Yeah. And he's so, not going to put his name on something again that, you know. Is, yeah. yeah, and then yeah. in looking into it, that's when he finds out that, the, you know, the water's being diverted. Yeah. So so I don't know that he go, I'm not sure if it's a location that he goes back to that he's previously visited or a new location. But that, yeah, at night where he goes. Yeah. I think, yeah, he had been there before. Oh, that, that's the, the I, noise, I, the I, no I, split. Yes. Yeah. I, 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 it looked Pops like. the fence when, and then yeah, he hears the gunshot. When, when, he, yeah. pulled, when he pulled up. It looked like um, the the it, one the scenario the place where he had left the watches. Or, no, no, it, it looked like he, it looked like where we found Mulray's Hollis. body. That's yeah. right. That's right. It looked like that place, and that he was going, like it, it almost looked like he was like, well, why was Mulrave there? There, you know, yeah. to, to, to um, investigate the which we find out later he wasn't crime scene. there. Like he he didn't go. I mean, he was there. He was there, but he wasn't yeah, there. He, he, <laughs> he didn't go there of his own volition at that point in the movie. There, no. Yeah. yeah, but he yeah he he hops the fence and he's gonna just look for whatever, and here's a gunshot which causes him to get down to the lowest spot, which just happens to be the bottom <laughs> the, the of the active aqueduct yeah. channel, uh, which as soon as he hits it, it floods and um, throws him against a fence. He gets all kind of fucked up, uh, climbs back over the chain link fence, which I have to say, watching it right now, just kind of, it made me nostalgic, just like thinking about when I was a little kid, it seemed like there were so many chain link fences yeah, right. that I crawled over in my life. Yeah. Like I, 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 Is mean, that really I'm, a good thing? I'm sure I haven't crawled over a chain link fence in about 30 years almost. So you want to go? You want to go hop some fences I right now? Go, I don't go climb a chain link fence for some reason. I know traumatized. <laughs> I I climbed one. I jumped. Shirt got caught. I almost choked. Oh. 
like you know we jump over and the back of my shirt got caught on top of it and i'm you gotta do something to weigh more than like 65 pounds (laughs) man i was junior high um oh sorry 55 pounds uh thank you (laughs) yeah it's gonna Um, (laughs) it's gonna make fun of me do it correctly uh so then uh, as soon as he uh he gets on uh dry ground uh he realizes that he lost a shoe um we find out it was a pretty expensive one yeah Um, he was upset about it and uh as he's as he's trying to figure out how to get back to his car because he climbed the wrong fence back over and so now he's inside where he wants um in and his car is outside and uh we get two of the uh tufts Two of the bad guys' henchmen, if you will. <laughs> the goons. Um, yeah, the goons. Uh, you know, come up to him, and this is the famous, and especially, like, it, I think at the time, it had to be, like, a pretty uh, uh, crazy scene. To, pretty shocking. To, yeah, mm-hmm. shocking to see, like, as a moviegoer, you know. At the, at the time, yeah. But, um, you know, they, they go to scare him to, you know, ba- your, your basic, uh, another detective trope. Uh is the trope show? Yeah, right. Um, you're snooping in the that trope. business. <laughs> uh, you're, 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 you stick your nose where it shouldn't be long. Yeah, you so know, I'm gonna cut your nose. Yeah, stop, stop looking around here. You know, like, uh, uh, don't worry about what's going on over here. You know, uh, and yeah, puts a puts a uh, uh, blade in his nose and just pulls it, and I mean, the blood splatters instant, and it's like. You know, you just... And fun fact, listeners, the knife-wielding thug in that scene is played by the director, Roman Polanski. And and it's almost instant, you know, when he he doesn't really give him much chance to even think, you know, like most time you'd like, you know, you'd give the threat and then, you know, maybe give a little cut. But this is just like, hey, you... Uh, you know, um, and then for the rest of the movie, it's just there. Bandage. You know, it's either they're got a, a huge bandage uh, or a smaller bandage, but like stark white, so you can't look at anything else. Well, in that first one, it like it like it's almost like a mask. It's just yeah, so you, huge on his yeah, face. You, you can't even see his it's left like, eye. Yeah, it's it's kind of, it's really kind of fucked up. <laughs> you get deeper and deeper all the time, and he doesn't know how deep the water. In which he's treading is going to be a lot of puns in this one. Yeah, even in this, it it comes around to uh, you know it comes around to sex. Uh, in that, um, again, this was in the trailer as well, but he says, uh, you know, uh, have you known this person, and uh, have you have you uh, had a relationship for long? And she says, I haven't had any relationships for very long. I just don't work that way it's though. difficult for oh, me yeah, it's difficult for me yeah because she, she he's trying to question her about like you know like um she gives him the check and he or she had given him the check the to money, make it official yeah. and then he you know he's like he's got questions because like you know the check was really generous and he's like you know like you know your husband got murdered and you give me this check it could look like you know you paid me off, off to withhold to, yeah. withhold evidence and i still think you're hiding stuff yeah you know and then like you know what you know you I, knew I, about you knew about the you knew about the affair he told you about the affair and you say you're glad yeah. like it goes counter to my experience you and know? then yeah, once again made the audience like think think like oh she killed him yeah she, she killed him but also like it's making her look bad in that, like she didn't care about his affairs because she was having her own, own affairs, affair, yeah. which 
she really wasn't, you know, but she wanted him to think that, you know, she at was, least not yet. Would, would, yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever you. And actually, that wasn't really cheating because she's a widower. No, uh, and that was actually a, a widow. More beautiful. One of the more beautiful moments in the movie. So he takes off, um, and he's like, "I'm gonna go check out this orange, orange grove. grove that everybody's talking and, about." And gets to the location, and once again. Get shot at. <laughs> well, yeah. Once again, it's one of the it's a it's a situation where if you just drive to this location, everybody's gonna like do everything to you, you know. Like expositions just gonna like be shot at you, and he does. Like all of a sudden, we're in an old west movie. He like drives well, down this road where the he's in the kind of like in between orange groves on both sides. Well, in but before he goes to the orange groves, he goes to the um, oh hollow records to the hollow records because there's oh that's right he has to get he goes there. to investigate land sales that's right that's right that's right and he you know he talks to that that uh, that bitch of a clerk wait what did he call him uh, when he Sonny? walked away oh he says a uh, weasel or something yeah he called him a yeah. weasel. Yeah. And he looks at yeah, the. Why did he give him such an attitude? Like I was annoyed. I'm yeah. like little snot nose. Like who the? And uh, customer service man. And, <laughs> like, and, 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 and you were and not so, too busy. And and is it at this time he recognizes the name? From, no, oh, no. He but he he steals the page of yeah because he, he asked for a ruler, which is funny in and it's of itself because like he just asked to check the book out. And now he's asking for a ruler. You know what I mean? Yeah, because like, he tells him, I forgot my glasses at home and I need to read across. And he's got that sly little Jack smirk on his yeah, face. Yeah. Sorry about it. Yeah. Um, and then. So, yeah. So he gets that. And, and so he he, uh, he also like gets a semi address, you know, I guess. And then, yes, he drives to the. Uh, orange groves. To the orange groves. And as soon as he gets to the road where. uh he has orange groves on both sides and there's a road going through the middle and somebody comes out of nowhere, starts shooting at him. The guy's on horseback. Uh, so he takes off and then hangs a hard Louie into the orange groves themselves and gets cut off by the horse who again, he's getting shot at. Then two more people come from the other direction, start shooting at him, uh, blow out his tire. He wrecks into a tree. They uh, bust his radiator too. Yeah, yeah. Well, when he hits the oh yeah, they shoot his radiator and then yeah. and then uh, and his tire and then he runs into the tree, which just finishes off the car. Um, it was a pimp ride. Too. It was. It was a convertible. Yeah. Uh, there was the one. Oh, we have, we haven't got there yet. But I'm sure he was pissed. There, there, there was a couple different uh, car scenes that I I really enjoyed. They get into another uh, scuffle and then they just knock him out. Uh, and when he comes to, they have called his employer, which is Mrs. Mulgrave, who drives him back into the city. Uh, they start bonding. Uh, everything's going pretty good. Well, and they, they, uh, that's the moment where the name comes up from the oh, obituary the column. And so they look at the name and they go visit that, you know. The whole the thing about home. yeah, the um, he died yes. two weeks ago. Bought the land last week. Yeah, yeah. She is that she unusual? Says, she says his <laughs> name. Yeah, she says his name exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He just bought that land. Is that unusual? Yeah. He just he died two, <laughs> two weeks, weeks ago. ago and just bought the property last week. I'd call that unusual. So they they swing by the old folks' home, 
and like all the names on the list are people that are in there mm-hmm. and um, he goes to like one old lady in particular well he calls out a name is anyone Mrs. Blah 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 oh it's the person sitting right next to me <laughs> how convenient <laughs> um, and this is when they run into the goons again right yeah oh yeah um, I mean I said goons and, and this time uh, he's ready right he's he uh uh, Jay, they're not going to catch Jake by surprise the second time, so he kind of gets, uh, you know, they they tell him, hey, yeah, we want to talk to you, or whatever. Yeah, and she's like, and do we have to involve the lady in this? Yeah, and, and it, well, it, let me just walk her to the car, and she's like, oh, well, he she knows where it is. Yeah, and he's like, he, no, and get then in the yeah, car. And he like <laughs> steps on the dude's foot and like punches him, and like I think. Does he do like the classic hockey maneuver of like pulling yeah, his pulls shirt over his he, head? He pulls yeah. his jacket and 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 so, and so Mrs. Mulgrave yeah. and Mrs. Mulgrave takes off, and he's like, yeah, he's he's like spinning around and throwing him into the columns and throwing him into the like uh, uh, glass doors. And the guy had pulled a gun, which fell to the ground, and uh, the the, the major D that was kind of like uh, slightly effeminate and. Um, but like you know, um, yeah, the guy who ran the, the old tough folks guy. home. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was all nice and polite at first, and then he's like, something's fishy. So like, he goes and makes a phone call. Yeah, and he comes so he, back, and his, to- his he just his tune is totally changed. He's just yeah, because he got his homies dick. behind him. Yeah, yeah. and it, well, and he and, and he goes to try to grab the gun, and uh, you know, just kicks it away real quick, and like. He basically tells him like you, you don't want any part of this. You're right. You're right. Type of problems. I, I don't want. I don't. You want. ain't about that and life, then, son. And then and then this is like my favorite part with the car is like, you know, right after everything's kind of right at the moment things are diffused, uh, Mulgrave comes, uh, Mrs. Mulgrave comes wheeling around the corner, and, the and we car. get to see yeah we get Straight to see Jake just Clyde jump moment. on the uh, side the side step. And uh, and they and they take off and even screech the tires almost do like a little drift uh, going out. Yo, you know they're shooting and and yeah, it's like uh, straight bunny, you know, real moment. fast paced and and quick and and um, you know again going like back to psycho like real time uh, action stunt. You know that was you know just uh, enough yeah, it was, it was to, to fit in realism too. You know. Uh, Dame can great. handle herself behind the wheel of a car. Yeah, and I think any gentleman sexy. would be impressed by that. <laughs> um, and so, and then this is the this is the night that leads to the uh, the hibbity dibbity, right? The yeah, the one thing led the bopity, to another. The boppity bippity boppity boo. Yeah, the, and he's not saying anything like you know get on all fours or anything like this. Um, so uh, yeah, and, that's yeah, a brown it's, cow, right? It's a beautiful chicka, chicka brown cow. Yeah, no, chicken brown cow. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know it's sweet, and uh, they have their moment in the morning too. And, and uh, well, it's not even; great. it's still at night. It's a, yeah. Oh yeah, it's, it's, you're, it's you're just a long session. Yeah, that's um, how Jake gets down. <laughs> after they leave the old folks' home, after you know they they escape, you know they go to her uh, her house, and you know they they you know they they have a you know she pours drinks, and then that you know she's talking to him about his nose, and she takes him. She gets some peroxide for him or whatever, and she's like, you know, she's ministering to the wound, and he notices something in her eye, like, oh, yeah. she's like, oh, it's a, it, there's a little black spot in the green of her eye, yeah. which also is a foreshadowing and is paid off at the end of the movie. But yeah, he's like, notice, oh yeah, it's a, 
it's a flaw in the iris. And he's like, flaw. And then they start like, you know, then it goes down. Yeah, that's they do the deed. And, and isn't that also where he revealed that he talked to her father? Yes, that's because she's like you talk to my yeah, dad, yeah, and she gets all like that's her body language changes. changes. Like, yeah, yeah like she's now, protecting herself. Yeah, yeah. Now it's more like oh my god, brilliantly I'm naked. acted by Faye Dunaway. I should yeah. say, it's like oh my god, I'm naked now. That she yeah. talked to my father. Now, like, oh, that's fucked up. Now I'm innocent. Oh, that's fucked up. <laughs> yeah, it, it, she definitely reverts anytime there's mention of her dad, the one that hired him in the beginning, yes. yeah. pretending to be Miss Mulroy. And then so he goes to her place, and by this time the sun is about to come up, and he goes, and the door's like unlocked, and he walks in, it's all fucked up, he sees groceries on the ground, and he walks into the kitchen, and she's just all laid out, like she just, like somebody just choked her out. Yeah. yeah. And then he's, he goes like into the bathroom or whatever. And the cops are there. The cops are just, they're yeah. hanging out yeah. in the tub. Yeah. Like yeah. everything's, well, he, when he goes in the first place, it's like kind of dark, right? Everything's yeah. dark, and then he turns. Like well, no, no, they, they, it's not. It's not too dark, but he starts like looking around. Yeah, and then yeah, and then he, every, he sees like the bathroom door kind of propped open, and it's it's dark. It's like yeah, and, yeah. It, and, and it's like it's a surprise party or something. Yeah, like and, everybody, and, yeah. Shh, hey, quiet man, here here it comes, here it here comes. comes. It is gonna be great. And gonna, <laughs> we're gonna scare him as shit. And Escobar <laughs> and Loesch is his yeah. his, his sidekick. They're in there, and they just like. You, how long were you guys in there hanging out, like waiting? Yeah, like... and then and then and then uh, you know, there's a dead lady in the kitchen, right? They're all in the bathroom. There's all this heavy shit going on, but as soon as they like, what are you guys doing? Oh, let's you know. Let, here, here's a couple jokes, like you know, like thinking this this yeah, guy's let, got let, bad breath and he fucking stinks. Let's ease the So was it like a sting operation or they just were wait they because um. They, uh, I think they, I don't know if they got called because she was murdered. They don't really explain necessarily what exactly led them to her place. Mm -hmm. But, you know, she's dead. They find her there. His phone number is on the wall. Yes. It's penciled on the wall, like above the phone. Yeah. And, you know, Escobar comes out and he's like, that's your phone number, isn't it? Yeah. And Jake's like, I don't know. I don't call myself. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I found the glasses Salt water. He died with salt water in his lungs. You killed him in the pond. Yeah, you you killed him in the pond. This is all going on you. So much so, he's so convinced of it that he fucking picks up the phone straight. Says, "Hey, come to this address." Uh, he calls up the yeah, Escobar. She's like, "Yeah, getting ready to hightail it out to Mexico." Like, yeah, yeah. Like, what the? So, f- no, so you he's in the country because you did some scandalous shit, bitch. Yo. Yeah, yeah. You're you, you, innocent people don't run like this, and um. And so he, you know, he tells Escobar, "Get over here," hangs up, and then uh, she's like, "She's like, no, I swear, I, you know, I, I didn't kill him." And he's like, "Well, who's who's this girl? You know, you say it's your sister. I don't believe it." And she's like, "It is, it is my sister." And it came out of nowhere. It wasn't like he shook her for a second. Or he oh, was, it was like straight chauvinistic. He, it was straight. He, he, yeah, well, he kind of had it just, too. At 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 nowhere, he just he slaps her. Well, because yeah, he's he's like, it's the time though. Who is she? Well, he's he, she's. I don't buy that she's your sister. Well, she's my daughter. Right. Boom. Yeah. Like, why are you lying to me? And 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 it's like, uh, so so that is the big reveal of this movie. That's the that's the very because he slaps her huge, and she's like sister. See, so yeah, it's like daughter, sister, daughter. Sister, daughter, 
which has been done. It's so many movies have been that mostly Airplane. comedies. Yeah, Airplane. most mostly comedies. Uh, but but yeah, he he's he's back and forth with slap, and it's just I don't know. It seemed like there could have been a little more build up. Or uh, he's done. What do you mean build up? He was done in the car when he was like, "Let's go to the Um, police station." He was done. And so, so yeah, it's revealed that uh, this is why there's a a strained relationship. This is why she was happy that uh, Mulgrave was spending time with uh, Christine. Catherine. 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 Why he was spending time with Catherine or this person? He wasn't having an affair. It was. He's trying to be a stepdad, and so so yes, this is the reveal that that the dad basically uh, raped Noah Cross. Her. Um, Noah Cross, but is uh, it? But was it rape? Because he asked her rape, and she said no. No, she doesn't say anything. I, yeah, I she, thought she just shakes her head. No, she just she's crying and convulsing. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, she. Uh, he. Yeah, Noah Cross raped Evelyn when she was fifteen. Yeah, and 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 then uh, she ran away. To right. Mexico. To Mexico. And he has the. He tells the cops, "Oh yeah, yeah, I'll take you right to her." And they go to San Pedro yeah. to Curly's house. Yeah. And he Did we see the wife's house? And they yeah. sneak out the back. Yeah. This is when we see uh, those lewd pictures. So he goes to the house of uh, the guy he took the lewd pictures of his wife in the very, very beginning of the movie. Yeah. Um, because you know, uh, in that opening scene when he shows him the pictures. Uh, you know, uh, Shorty is saying, is telling him, like, you know, I, I got no, you know, I don't have a whole lot of money. You know, <laughs> I got, I, I, I owe you, I owe you. It's curly. Curly, curly. I, I mean, I would have went with Adrian's brother. Could, yeah, that's <laughs> oh, the first thing like, I said. And then, yeah, Polly and Higgins. Well, I said, I said, I said <laughs> right. Rocky, Rocky's brother-in-law. And uh, <laughs> the wife opens the door. We see she's got a black eye, you know. And we already know. Jake actually, he hesitates yeah. a little bit, you know, like, uh, hey, I'm. I'm JJ Giddis, he says. Yeah, I know who you are, the wife says. <laughs> no, 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 Curly says, Hey, honey, this is Mr. Giddis, the oh, guy. Yeah, yeah, I know who he is. Yeah. Yeah. And then he then they're about to sit down to supper, but he's like, Hey, I you know, I need a ride like right now. Like you owe me. Yeah. yeah. Time so to so has the cops take Which him. which I gotta say, you know, going back to your point, this is like late thirties, so yeah, it's it, it, we're in the, the towards the end of the depression, or just about to get it. His times are tough. Yeah, Chris got a pretty good sized house with a pretty big family, and like, you know, maybe not the nicest truck, but he's got a truck. You know, like he ain't doing too bad. I don't. I don't <laughs> well, he's a fisherman, so well, and people yeah. always, you know, yeah. people always gonna eat fish. Yeah, <laughs> teach a man to fish. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so they they take off through the back door, uh, take off in the truck. They go to Khan's house, pack up all the bags, well, and before, he tells he before that member he calls the he calls the office too and tells Walsh and Duffy, a hey, meet me at this address. Oh yeah, and yes. One of the yeah. guys like, but Jake, that's that's in Chinatown. That's Chinatown. Yeah, yeah that, that that's the other thing yeah. too is yeah when when she tells Chinatown. him well what's Khan's address. And and she's like, uh, oh, it's it's uh, you know it's here and here, and immediately like he doesn't he doesn't say it, you know Jake doesn't come out. But and there's say a it, look like, on his face. But no, well he says, uh, oh I I know it. Yeah. yeah. Oh I I know where it is, you know. And then yeah, and then when he calls the office, he's like, but Jake, that's in China. Everybody knows where this road is. Like where, <laughs> yeah. wherever the address is, everybody's like, oh shit, that's exactly where it is. 
And that it's in Chinatown. And know? then he has Curly uh, drive yeah, him. Yeah, he, ta- he, he so he tells, you know, yeah, you take him, you take him over to Khan's house, uh, I and I'll meet you there, you know. Um, and that's when he goes to confront Noah Cross. Right. And... Uh, and and they end up all meeting. Uh, well, he go he goes there, and then uh, Noah Cross follows him to Khan's house. No, 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 no. They remember there. Uh, he confronts him with the glasses or whatever, and then uh, a Mulvihill, the uh, the guy, the goons. Oh, the, yeah, one yeah, of the goons the, is yeah, there. Yeah. And he has like a gun on him, and they're like, he's and finally Cross. Yes. Him. Yeah, he, made, he puts him. In, he puts him in the they front ma- seat. They, yeah, and they, they make, make him Jake drive. drive. Yeah. They he make to Jake drive, drive to Chinatown, there. and uh, and then that, now we're just straight up in the climax of the movie, where uh, all the excuse me, all this, all the main characters, you know, are meeting, and, the, and yeah. the main characters and the main supporting characters, they're all there. Yeah. So yeah, basically, like basically our the whole like. Act. Our whole cast is is yeah, in this, the scene. This is the final act right here, and we're we're pretty much all on the sidewalk, and uh, we see Noah Cross and Jake are kind of like uh, uh, they they start to argue, and then uh, then we see um, we see Faye Dunaway and Catherine and Con all his, coming out. His associates are there, and they're like uh, they yeah they reveal that they're cuffed. Uh, Escobar and Loesch are there because they, they're the ones who put the cuffs on them and they, they notice uh, Faye Dunaway coming out to the car. It's yeah, a classic it, little denouement yeah, moment. And, yeah, and as soon as, as, soon as she's uh, coming out to the car and Noah Cross sees that, he, you know, he goes over and he, he's like, he's like it, it's me, it's me. You, you, know, you, ha- you, you know, she's partly mine. And she's mine too. Yeah, she's mine too. And Faye Dunaway is like she'll she'll never, never know be, that. Yeah, she will never know that. And then uh, reaches in to the uh, into the car uh, into her person, grabs a gun, and he's like, "Oh, you wouldn't, you wouldn't," you know, points it at her dad. He's like, "You wouldn't, you wouldn't," and uh, she shoots him. The worst shot at almost point blank range gets him, like w- wings him in the side of the he arm. Barely moves, like he's like, yeah. like it seems like that dude's been shot before. Yeah, he's like, oh, <laughs> ooh, Ouch. like he's more disappointed, like that she didn't shoot. Yeah, like she didn't. Have like, better yeah, aim, I like, thought I taught you to shoot. Ah. Yeah. Um. Oh, this suit, you know. Yeah, um, he's he's perturbed by by yeah. something other than being actually shot. Yeah. And, and, uh, and it, but, but, but does, uh, give, give enough reaction time for her to jump in the car and start to drive away, which lends to the cops just opening fire on the car when, when really she's done nothing wrong. I mean, she, she didn't like, she shot and wounded him, you know, they could, uh, Attempted murder. They, yeah, they, they they well, but but I mean they could handle that in court. You know, he would have to press charges in the first place. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, if it, like if he had died, if she would have shot him straight in the head, I could see it. Well, but this they, is they, the '30s. This was Chinatown in Los Angeles. They, they, it's kind of a just frontier open, town. Open open fire on a convertible with a mother and her child in the car, and uh, and the one guy is an expert marksman. 
and gets her uh, right in the back of the head and out the left eye. Which or is right the eye. eye. Yeah. No, the left eye, which yeah. is the, the eye where he points out the, the, the flaw in the, the iris. Yeah, because yeah, you – and then, too, like, you you know, she gets shot. You, there's, like, a beat, and then you hear, like, a the, horn. The horn. Yeah. Like, her yeah. head hit the horn. And that's another – a moment that's kind of foreshadowed earlier in the film because they're sitting in her car talking, and she, like – she leans forward and just kind of hits the and startles herself with the horn, but um, yeah, yeah, and then yeah, that's like and, and it then, doesn't get any darker oh or no. unhappy. Oh no, no it, it does. does. That it does. shot, it does. When right after that, uh, you know, uh, when we all come running up to the car with you know with the rest of the cast. Oh, that's this and, is the moment I'm talking and, about. Like, and yeah. it, well, well, I mean, well, to me, the darkest part is so we come up. She slumps out. We see, you know, the we see the eye. The the daughter starts screaming. Uh, and then here comes and, Noah Cross. And, yeah, and, and the dark the... the darkest part for me is yeah. Then then the the grandfather the, the, father the child molester. Yeah, the grandfather father. Well, uh, <laughs> takes grandfather, her and father and grandfather. Don't, oh, don't look and like basically just brings her into his embrace. Well, that's what I'm and, talking about. Is like the for the moment from the moment she gets shot to that. That's like. That's as fucking low as it gets. Like that's just fucking straight, yeah, evil. Yeah, yep. And he and he's gonna swoop in. Yeah, because he's yeah. fucking evil as fuck. Yeah, and that doesn't. Yeah, and that doesn't change. That's like. So and, and then, then yeah. and then of course and then we get the like. Not, you have Jake not just stunned. The, like he's like he like like he doesn't hurt, know what the fuck to stunned, say. He's just other yeah. than he's just like, you know, standing there like looking at the whole thing, taking it in. Like he's like. Shocked, like yeah. really shocked. It shocked into speechlessness. I think for the first time in the entire movie, and then and we, he's just mumbling to himself as little as possible. It, and I'm not even mumbling like he mumbles it. And then the cops, yeah. the, you get the Escobar tells him, you know, like titular line. Yeah, tells you know Duffy and Walsh, get him out of here, get him out of here, and they take him off. And what does the gentleman say, Cash? And he says, "Forget it, Jake. It's Chinatown." To me, it was just like, well, that was just another case closed. Yeah. Well, and, on to and the then, next case. Yeah, and, and, and they, you know, they're on that dark street and they're walking away, in, yeah. you know, into the horizon towards the focal point of the camera, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. like in the distance. And it's just like, you know, the world, the world has changed. You know, Jake's just been through some shit and like, yeah. it's like, it's, it's never going to be, he's never going to be the same again. And he hates and, Chinatown. And, and, and <laughs> he this, really hates this Chinatown. movie too. Uh, after this movie, I should say Nicholson never took another uh, detective role because he only he wanted only uh, this to be the only uh, only time he played a detective. Well, yeah, and then I mean after after you do that, like yeah, you pretty much you made a template for, for, for well, once you made the template. Why? Why? Yeah, know, right. Yeah. Like he you broke know. he really broke the mold with that one that's well, like I mean you know I think probably, your standard for a movie private eye would be like Humphrey Bogart yeah, 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 so, and, he, yeah. and you know then there's basically now there's two standards for a movie private eye yeah. there's the Bogart standard and the Nicholson standard, the standard. It's like, which that's what uh, you know who framed Roger Rabbit was was modeled after the Nicholson yeah so so, so okay so that is uh, that is Chinatown and that is all the reasons we love it, and uh, you, hopefully you you enjoyed that. My question is, um, I mean, since you know you two are more experts at this film than I am, my question is, why, not how, 
why did Jack Nicholson get hired in the first place? What was the point of him getting hired? What was the point of whoever got the fake chick to hire him? What was the point of oh, him being hired? They uh, they wanted to uh, um, they wanted to mess up the reputation of. Uh, uh, they uh, want to discredit Hollis yeah, Mulray yes. and possibly get him booted out of uh, the role of chief oh, engineer. Okay. So they can get an engineer that would build the dam that they want to they build. They try to get him fired. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Because, yeah, that was quite. I was, I, was, I was like, they did all of that for what? To try to get. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. For the future. You know, like. Yeah, he, for he the future. Says, so. Uh, no, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was going to say, yeah, because, you know, Noah Cross, you know, he's like. He's playing the long game, and he's like, you know how much this, you know how much all the land around the city be worth if yeah, you put incorporate it too. Yeah, yeah, and put water to it. Oh, so he's he, and it's all about money, and power, and control. Yeah, and for him anyway. Yeah. But, uh, so I gotta say, you know, uh, thank you for inviting me onto this podcast. Yeah. It was oh. an enjoyable experience. Um, uh, apologies for the. Uh, the Seven Up bottle incident, which um, Wait, which is, it, which is edited out, by the way. So, yeah. Uh, just uh, so you know, folks, I uh, put the cap back on. Um, oh, they heard. Yeah. No, yeah, no, they're I'm, not, I'm, no, they no, they're not it. going to hear. Oh, oh, oh okay. Because remember, no, we, they we, didn't hear that. Um, you know, unless they get the director's cut, you know, get um, the special features. So with the comments. But I put so I put a I put a cap back on a Seven Up bottle right next to a hot mic while Cash was wearing earphones, and so all well, he heard was <laughs> the scrapey scrape of the plastic. Well, it, well, it wasn't even like he held it against it. That it was, was like, that. Hey, hey, obviously I wasn't paying attention. You'll hear it. You'll we hear are it. So no, the, what do you mean they're going to hear it? No, not they won't hear it. Oh, I'll hear it. I'll let you hear it. So like you you'll see it wasn't me just being a bitch or anything. No, no, hey. I'm not sure. Hey, I'm sure it wasn't. That's why I'm apologizing. I'm like, oh shit! So so okay. So we you know we went from Psycho to Chinatown, uh, and um, you know both both of which were fairly dark and fairly uh, uh, peeking into the lives of very disturbed people. Um, yeah, right. So just a little bit. Just so we are we are our on our next one is an upswing, although. It comes from, uh, well, I wouldn't say a dark place, but, okay, so basically... A fact of uh, life. Because uh, Neil Simon just recently passed away, we we wanted to do something Neil Simon related, um, and uh, I I believe uh, we settled on The Odd Couple. Um, So we are going to, uh, for the next one, is going to be The Odd Couple. Uh, it is so very start, uh, funny. Start watching it now. Very, yeah. Uh, uh, in as much as this, you know, uh, Chinatown is celebrated for its writing and what it's done as as far as a screenplay. Uh, Odd Couple has been heralded forever and will continue to forever for the writing. Uh, you know, in the play, uh, which it was a the play first, um, but uh, <laughs> play then the movie. Then the television series, yeah. Then a sequel, and then another television, television series. series. Um, <laughs> so it's got and, a legacy. Yeah, it, it definitely has a legacy. And uh, I, uh, once again, like you'll hear us say, probably every single episode. If you haven't watched it, uh, do yourself a favor and watch it before the next one because it is the the wit when it's just those two guys, and and not only is the writing. Uh, terrific and and beyond reproach 
but the delivery uh, of both of those actors, of Walter Matthau and of Jack Lemmon, to uh, you know to give uh, such a life to to those words um, is it, it's just it, it's a classic uh, movie and uh, definitely a great time, not just a good time, but a great time. And uh, so next podcast next episode will be happy happy uh, i i have a podcast with uh joey watanabe uh the any town secrets that uh, will be dropping very soon so you'll be able to check that out uh i want to plug once again if anybody listening has a movie that uh they would you know that they've always loved that they would just like to hear us talk about or even better would want to come on and uh talk about uh you know a movie that influenced you in your life uh we would love that uh if you have any questions about movies that we're going to talk about you can always hit us up uh either direct message us on instagram classic cinema talk or uh on our website classic com. Uh, you know, if, if there was something that you loved about Chinatown and we completely glossed over it or, uh, I, I really doubt it, but if we got something completely wrong, like Cash went ahead and said that, uh, Stephen King wrote Psycho, uh, I, I will forever. That's, that was our first official one and making a mistake. And I would tell you why is because if you have Hulu and you're not watching Castle Rock, uh, you're doing something wrong. And uh, we we had just gotten into it, and it's it's basically the show just is like takes any Stephen King property and and uses it uh, to season all of its stories, um, and it was just on my mind. Okay, that it was just on my mind. So uh, hold on, who you said that Stephen King wrote Psycho? Well, so I get I what actually has so we're in the middle of talking, and we had we had a head of steam going. And we were